0: They're fine. I wouldn't say that they're awesome. 206,
1: 206. It's an episode of 206. It's time for Gearbuds 206.
0: <laughs> yay, yay, yay. <laughs> Gearbuds podcast episode 206. My name is Henry, and his name is Dave. Hello. And this is the show that we do once a week, and we're doing it this week. The sun's shining. It's coming in, it's, right? It's pouring in. It's it's deceptive from inside, though, because it's still it's still kind of cold out there, but it's all right. We're, we're warm inside, and we're warming it up for you on the internet. And we're just going to dive on in the Symphony of Corrections, and your weekly reminder that cables are tone tubes, and your weekly thank you for doing this thing. And follow us on the stuff. Subscribe on the stuff. Email us at the stuff Gearbuds Podcast at gmail.com uh, You know, no no real reverb shop updates. I've been lazy on that front since the SVT left. I haven't added anything new. Hey, so. congratulations
1: on selling the re, the uh, SVT last week. Yeah, thanks. Cool. Yeah,
0: no, that was yeah. I'm I it was it, I'm glad uh, I'm glad to have I. The thing is, it, it went to a good home, and that was why I titled the freaking episode yeah. last week that way. Because you know. I went to a good home, and it's going to get used, and it wasn't getting used here. And I like the gears. I like what the gears. What would you to play used. bass
1: right now through here? Like if you had to?
0: I when I when I play bass at home, I've got this practice amp sitting next to me right here. I've got the or uh, whatever Roland D base five hundred something or other DB five hundred. I think that's I will called. say
1: like like uh, Matt Witt had the Roland KC oh and those are great KC. keyboard amps great keyboard amp bass sounded awesome
0: thru. oh really yeah The Roland really does a, a great low end yeah it's got a nice a nice tight low end on that one but I've got to you know I've got to really buckle down because I'm Thinking about moving, folks, and uh, God, I just don't want to move all this crap with this me. Guy's so it's, at it's got a, it's got a freaking, it's got to go. So uh, stuff will be in the shop. I'll remind you to go check that stuff out again. Let's see what do we got. Let's dive on in some random stuff. And how about the fact that we just had April first come and go, aka April Fool's Day. Did you get fooled? No, because it's, I just, I, I, got I bellyache about it every year because <laughs> I think it's the dumbest. It never, there's never actually funny stuff, but I wanted to bring up freaking something I thought was kind of cool. And that was the and the stuff that came out this year, because normally the thing is the when the, the, the fake product thing is everyone does that, right? But they did a, a fake product thing that was actually a real product that you can buy right now on their reverb shop, in fact. And there were two items. There were... The humbuckle, which that's one where that I really feel like that was one where just like the 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 pun preceded the actual product. It was like, hey, we just we thought of a funny combination of two words, so let's make the actual product for April It was Day. a
1: humbucker belt buckle.
0: That's you nailed it. Dude, I would wear that. Of course you would. I'm sure they are they're selling like hotcakes or like humbuckers.
1: It has like the the dots across, like it's got the, the pole
0: pieces, man, pole and piece? uh, it's. Do you remember how much it costs? Fifty dollars, seventy bucks. And, you know, well, I'd pay it. It would be nice if you could actually plug it into something. Can like you get a relic version where it's like a d- you more? See, only only in real life? You got to do that. You got to earn that, yeah, belt, that earn belt. That belt buckle, But they were also selling a cease and desist poker chip. Which I thought was pretty funny.
1: And you were texting me that you wanted one of those.
0: I thought they were amazing because it's 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 just a regular. They had it in black and they had it in white. I think it was either a white or gold print on those. For someone
1: who was looking for a poker chip, actually. Yeah, recently. which I
0: was. It's true. But then, thankfully, I got the right one because I got an official Gibson yeah. cream one. And it looks fucking awesome. Thanks. Yeah, I agree. It it, it grew on me. I, got, I was used to it without the poker chip, you know, because they've never put one on that yeah. guitar before. I felt like it was something missing when you played without it. Yeah, but now that it's there, it's it feels right. And I, yeah, I haven't bought it yet, but that, I think the I thought the Season is poker chip was cute, and for eleven bones, I mean, you know, why not? So I might get one from SG. Do it or well, I don't want no the the Les Paul the custom is. It's got it would the, match it's, got, the custom, it's got the original wood, right? so I don't want to. I don't want to mess with that
1: because that one has the black already on it. Black, yeah, with. And so does the SG gold and
0: gold writing, yeah. But that's black and white. So I've got options. There are options, folks. Maybe I throw one on a freaking a bass or something. Throw it on the P bass. Throw it on acoustic. Oh, let's get into oh updates. Do you remember when we talked about this guy Gordon Roberts and the Boaz One plastic modular Kickstarter guitar? sure it was absolutely maybe even a couple episodes we might have talked about that i remember getting very upset yeah exactly and so this guy gordon roberts who is when we went through the story we go back and I i have honestly no idea which episodes you you folks probably already listened to let's be honest and you know what actually that reminds me i wanted to mention this at the top of the show and i totally forgot i feel like we don't say enough we we talk a lot about the the long time listeners on this show and i think that's that's fair and good right we love them we love y'all oh my god if you've been listening since the top thank you so it's amazing i also wanted to make sure that we also extend an invitation and welcome to new folks who are listening and say welcome and we say a lot of weird stuff that we're entertaining that uh, (laughs) well i i you know i just wanted to we say we have terms and words that we use for stuff and if anything's ever confusing just hit us up. We'll explain a lot what weird inside jokes, weird inside jokes that exist. Yeah. If you're that, if you're, if you're, what are you going to break down, down for? I, would... I don't know. Like Gear Jail or, uh, go to gear fuck the police. Uh, uh, thanks for being here, folks, whoever you are. And I wanted, but we want to get back to this Boaz one. And so there's been an update in that whole situation there. And that is that, uh, this guy, Gordon Roberts, he was, Basically, it seems like kind of the number two decision maker, more or less, in the company. There was the one guy who maybe more or less sort of started it, and then this guy came in. Well, he was handling a lot of of social medes, a lot of that kind of stuff, and so he makes this group. He makes this post, and he he talks. He starts talking about how this guy Boaz was taking all the credit originally for the design of the guitar, when it turns out that he himself, this guy Gordon, who's writing the story, writing the post. He was the one who decided that, or came up with a concept that it should be modular. So he, which I would consider a pretty fundamental part of the whole entire shindig. That
1: changes everything.
0: That changes a thing or two. All right. So he he later claims that it would be uh, difficult questions that caused Boaz to shut him out of the project entirely. These were surrounding not only whereabouts of the money from the... Second, remember. So to take a step back, he did. There was the original run of guitars that hey, we're going to do this pre-order on Kickstarter. It was all the plastic stuff, and then they did a second run where they were sort of like the the test instruments, and they just were like going to sell the stuff that they had already. Well, all the money from that second round of sales, which they estimate around five hundred thousand uh, dollars, they the, that disappeared, and then also it turns out, dude never paid any taxes on it either. So it gets even worse than that. Uh, finally, there's also some weird stuff about where he actually set up his shop, and it's in this part of – it's called Golan Heights, and it's in an area that EU member states don't recognize. It's contested Israeli territory, so it's like, why would you set up a brand, a brand new shop it's right there right sketchy, now? Super sketchy, dude. Uh, yeah, so that all went down. Uh, he also then f- goes on to this guy Gordon, implores members of this group who were you know the ones who were the backers and original Kickstarters of – these guitars, <clears throat> he implored them to contact this guy, the Bo- Boaz guy, Elka Yam, I believe is his last name, uh, to like actually get the real story and say, "Hey, we need to we need to figure out where all of our freaking money is." Right. So uh, he it's it was more or less this guy trying to stop being one of the villains in the story. I think where and, and sort of dish and give the dirt so that he's no he no longer is getting speculated as being one of the bad guys. Wow. Uh, this was back at the end of Fe- February. Since you know, this is now April here, and there's been no response. Of course, from from homeboy. So yeah, yeah, we'll keep you posted, folks, on yeah. that one. It's, we'll let you guys know how this. It's spicy. It um, is a spicy. There's been a spicy price increase that I, a lot of folks are noticing on the webs. Little
1: Gibson talk.
0: A little Gibby talk, but it, well, in a lot of ways, because they now own Mesa. Mesa prices went up as well.
1: I wait. Is this a new thing? The get, the Mesa acquirement. Is no,
0: we new? talked. No, no, no. That's it's happened months ago. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They uh no, the, they're they're part of the fold, and we we're. I think I think the whole world was kind of bracing for the price increase right. that would come with that because you know we gotta make that money. But get it happened, and yeah. it doesn't see. I mean, it, it's uh the one the main thing I noticed the that Mesa. Uh, what is it? Mark five twenty-five that our good friend Jimmy has. uh That one up is now nineteen ninety-nine new for a twenty-five watt head, which is pretty pretty expensive. I would say it's a beautiful tube head, but dang, two thousand dollars. for that's a lot a lot of cash. It's a lot of money. So, uh, check that out. I mean, I guess I'm. I guess I'm sorry to say if if you're listening to this, it's it's a little too late. So so we're talking about those gibson
1: standards are going way up
0: the standards yeah. oh yeah that's right they went from i think we talked about that it was like 24 to 28 or something like that and uh so three grand for a fucking gibson almost standard yeah non custy shop bud <sighs> i saw this pretty cool piece of software this week uh that's now in beta and it's called adobe podcast and i wanted to bring it up because guess what this is a freaking podcast Adobe Podcast originally was known as Project Shasta is a cloud-based, what they describe as cloud-based audio production tool, mainly aimed at podcast production. What you can do is instead of editing the audio, like you don't see waveforms and stuff like that. It's basically like a text document and it uses some sort of AI to listen and, and write all the text out. And say you want to delete a sentence like from the you edit it out of the show. You just like delete it in the text editor and then it cuts it out of the audio. So for beforehand you. or like, after you oh. record the thing, it listens to it, it knows what's up, it transcribes it. You just delete the parts that you don't want in there anymore and then it just cuts that out of the audio yeah. for you.
1: AI is taking over. Dude. I mean, you know more about this than
0: I. But, the thing but, is, I it's I think it might be useful for some people. What the, edit, the kind of editing that I do is less removing sentences and more removing if there's pops or noises or or we make we yeah, say um like, or like dead or space dead or, space that sort of thing. Which doing that currently in this type of setup is impossible. It's it's just it's purely just based on the words it listens to the way you speak and then it tries to smartly you know cut it for you dude have you ever seen any of the pedal demos on the pedal playhouse channel on youtube no it's a smaller channel i came across and i wanted to mention it because the animation it's all animations every video is instead of just you know hey like things that i've done you know hey i'm your ding dong Jack bag Henry and I'm gonna plug into a pedal and then like that's a whole demo and I'm gonna talk this is like way beyond that where there's this like you know narrative conversation between her and the pedal and like she animates all these like crazy things going on with it and stuff it is super cool man I don't I'm, there's I don't really have any like specific things to share other than I want people more people to check it out because and, and I hope that it inspires more people to take their creativity to a new level with that kind of thing because it it's if if anything, I think and it's a relatively new channel, probably like a year or so old. I I think that the audio, like just the approach to kind of like capturing the sounds, could be maybe a little bit upgraded. But otherwise, the visuals and everything are so cool that I just I want more people to watch that channel so that hopefully maybe they can get more eyeballs and more freaking. That fucking sick, dude. Yeah, yeah. Joe Braga, aka Joan of Hearts, is the the person who who creates these videos and. It is called Pedal Playhouse. Go check it out. Um, but yeah, cool stuff. One more thing before we get to freaking. Actually, no, I'm sorry. Two more things before we get to freaking my favorite Take part your of the time, show. Dude. We do not have a rare foot of the week this week, but we do have a rare find of the week. And you <laughs> sent this one to me. And this is a cool guitar, folks. But I, not for everyone, including perhaps your boy Hank, but could be for you. It is a super rare, limited CME, being Chicago Music Exchange, spec. Gibson Custom Shop, three pickup, 1957, mm. reissued, Les Paul Custom, with Black Beauty, with mini humbuckers. It looked so weird. Isn't this
1: so strange? And I, I know that you've always been like, a, you don't want the three pickup because like you feel like you would just away, hit man. the middle pickup yeah. all the time. It looks so cool with the minis not those not those
0: i didn't i couldn't get into that it look, was man.
1: crazy though with the minis
0: it grew on me a little bit the, sho- Which the initial one? The shock minis? yeah the initial shock was re- and, and but it was shocking some sort of revulsion i did not like and it it's at all. like a black beauty right and it's a black be- i'm always gonna like a black beauty right. with gold hardware custom know, custom all the all the, the tuxedo all accoutrement agreed uh the thing that bothered me about it and i think you might have even mentioned this too is that they didn't list the year it was made on the listing. It wasn't CM. It wasn't CM listing. No, I mean it was listed as a custom shop, but they didn't say what year it was made right. in the custom shop.
1: But they weren't deceiving. Like no, not no, like no. A, last week,
0: or there was another 1956, one, 1956, yeah. or whatever. You're exactly, like, Fuck you guys. But no, the this one it was definitely. Listed as custom shop. What pre- year was pre- it
1: actually? Then did you find out?
0: That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I, the because the when they when CME does those runs of right. limited stuff, they have their own style of serial number that's different than right. the other ones. It says CME space five numbers. We can so assume exactly
1: sure. it was in the
0: 2010s, no? Because it was Murphy Labs, so uh, you know, that those only right I, or actually was it Murphy Lab? I don't no, know. Actually, you know what? I might be thinking about the something from later in the show. I can't actually, I don't want to say that it was Murphy Lab. I don't think it might not have been. Just, I think it might have just. Been what custom would you shop. assume? I think it might have just been custom shop. I would have assumed that was maybe like 2019. Yeah. Would be my guess. It was, dude. I've no, never maybe seen maybe a three
1: twenty a three pickup with the mini
0: humbuckers. It was, it it's was so crazy it was looking, dude. Uh, and it's and it's a fifty seven. So that was you know they were still or fifty seven reissue I should say. So they are still all hog. They weren't. With the maple cap or maple neck or any of the stuff that happened in the seventies and Henry witch hat knobs.
1: What you exposed to me is that you don't enjoy the sound of the mini humbucker, which I never knew. And I would say
0: this: um, Have you heard a three humbucker? I have not. Well, no, I have actually. Because well, okay, yes and no. I've heard a three Firebird pickup guitar, but those are are slightly different than mini humbuckers, right? So I, yes and no, but I've never, ever seen a three pickup mini humbucker black beauty. Pretty rare. That's why it's in the rare file yeah. of the week. Yeah. And it was $6,000. very so, cool. Very well, cool I will guitar.
1: definitely spend $6,000.
0: Yeah, you will. One more thing because we got a little something on gear jail. And I, wanna, I wanted to get your take on something. Let's send them. I though. wanted a take. Give me your hot take. Here's a question. Gear jail. How do you feel about folks coming in and checking in on deals you've already made with them post sale what do you mean you made a sale you elaborate you everything was tidy this is the deal we agreed on everything's good everyone's happy but then they come by later and just like hey like i want to like check in like what do you think of the the instrument or like hey here's like me you know doing stuff with it like basically i'm thinking about your guy checking in on you with the, i know the, yeah. i know where you're going yeah
1: yeah the 69 jazz that i bought like four months ago yeah and the guy was like hey just wanted to see how the refurb was coming on the
0: thing i gave you a great deal for okay
1: it's a little weird
0: i think it's i, I mean would you here's 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 where my mind's going would you check in on anything else you ever sell to someone no I've never. You saw something and that's it, dude. So, I guess what, what and it's and it's not the both of us have experienced it many times throughout the years. It's Absolutely. not that's not like the first time. So, I guess there must be something driving that, and I wonder what that is. It must be because we still have these. Maybe it's we have se- because we do have sentimental attachments more so to those. I think instruments. deep down, the guy knew he got kind of flunked. But why would he want to? Why would he want to reopen that wound if he, if that's if that's a case? Also,
1: can I elaborate? This is the same guy who was talking about, like, he wouldn't respond to me for three weeks when I bought
0: this. Right, thing. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't a
1: guy who was on top of the sale. That's a different story. Mm-hmm.
0: You know? So, that makes it a little weirder, I would say. It does. So, it sounds like... What I do you were, think about I don't know. It, I think Henry. we're maybe on the same page. I It's weird because I've had some... I've had positive experiences, but I think what I, my... The, the problem that I have with it is that when I hear from any, any deal or something like that, my initial instinct is to think, Oh, something's wrong. So I'm right. like, it's, it's just like this spike of anxiety hits. Right. If I see, I've got an email or something, you know, after the deal is done already. So I guess that, that part of it is sort of whatever. But I, again, I've, I've I have had positive. It's like, Oh, Hey, you know, just like, here's just like, an update on it or i think it, it's cool or it sounds good or whatever right. and like that's that's great like i'm happy about that yeah so I, yeah i think we're on the same page so we're right around there and <laughs> what i also <laughs> sa- want to say is that you're the dave's docs and i am hank we're going to get your freaking notes out real frank Dude. waiting a <laughs> on a Wait. to Wait. Just to be the day to be with you. What do you got for us, bud? Oh
1: man, this is gonna be a a nice like I feel like this is a nice relaxing tape stock today. Good man. We never talk about this band. And it's a band that I've I've actually seen more times than any other band I've ever seen.
0: And I hate them. Hot bloods yeah my own
1: band. i did a dave zock on my own band that would be be incredible that'd be so
0: funny i would love that just like you you don't even mention it the whole time you just slow roll it and just tell your whole life story
1: (laughs) so when i was 14 i got a bass
0: dude no third person the whole time oh yeah when When he was
1: 14 he got a bass and he did a great job
0: um Dude, I want to talk about Dave Matthews Band for a second. What? That's the band you've seen more than any other band. That is surprising to me that I didn't know that. It's because I was a douche
1: and I went to every other camping outing, and we would go see Dave Matthews Band at like Alpine
0: Valley and all that shit. I mean, I, I saw, I saw one, I saw him at Soldier Field. In Soldier high Field, I was there. With I was at the same with, show with Ben Harper opening. Same show. Well, yeah, I was I there. Was, I was deaf. I held my
1: girlfriend tight.
0: I, I went with the girl that I liked, but we were just French friends. into me. I mean,
1: they had some bangers, dude. Let's be honest. And then I went to Alpine. They like, had some b- <laughs> A few times. But I want to talk about the infamous poop incident. Oh, heck yeah. And I'm not punching down. I just want to do this, dude. No, you're pooping down. I'm pooping down. into down the river. On Dave Matthews Band. Check this out. Rock and roll true stories. 2022
0: i think i might have seen this one
1: chicago this happened in 2004 uh dave matthews band's bus they had five tour buses and one of the bus drivers decided to let it loose right on the fucking bridge and by let it loose he means open the floodgates of the poop that goes down into the river
0: yeah why are there so many people pooping on that bus
1: do you wanna know who, whose bus it was? Yeah, I feel kind of bad about this. Cause they had five. Here's the other thing. Like you think Yeah, like, how much oh. poop is happening if there's five buses? I will say this. It was Boyd Tinsley's, who's a fantastic violin player.
0: Oh, he was didn't the, he didn't he pass away? No, I don't think so. Oh, Oh no! I'm sorry. The saxophone player died in that Maybe. band. Maybe, yeah. But Boyd Tinsley was like the
1: fantastic violin player. He played with like Ben Harper. He would do like all these other like things, you know.
0: Oh, he was great. Yeah, I didn't know. His I didn't know it was his bus. Was
1: well, it's not his
0: fault. No, of course it was not. his poop though. And his entourage <laughs> apparently. Wow. The bus driver just went. And That's so horrible. Like, it was to... during the day. Like there was a because there was a there was a freaking. Architecture tour boat, yes.
1: Underneath, so if you're familiar with Chicago, they have uh architecture tour boats that go they fly through the river and they do their thing. And it was old ladies and people with newborn babies, like just, it was great, just, just let it loose. Nickelodeon slimed
0: with um fecal matter,
1: fecal matter. And they said, We'll, we'll give you refunds, that'll be like the that's, that's
0: our. Great. Or, your gift to you you. get
1: your $30 back.
0: 30. I would still be barfing to this day if that happened to me.
1: So, the driver lied. He was like, We didn't, I never did that. And then they had, they found like video evidence from like a, a bar across the street or whatever.
0: Or, well, like, I'm sure a bunch of people were taking videos and stuff at the no, time. No, no 2004, one on the thing was. Nobody had oh, like was 2004, iPhones like we wow, have today. Yeah. So, like, people were like,
1: Yeah, this happened. And they're like, No, it didn't. Dude, and then 20 years street. ago, you
0: could still pull that shit. That's wild. and they can't no longer. There's cameras everywhere. So
1: at the end of the day, Daly held a, 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 a Richard Daly was still the mayor.
0: Held Richard a pre- J. Daly
1: had a uh, press conference, and he released the tapes at the press conference, dude. And he was like, the driver pled guilty like a year later. He got a year and a half probation. It's fine. Probation's fine. It wasn't a super criminal thing.
0: You know, I'll give him that. He, did he ever own up to why he did it? No, he denied it at first. Well, he I know, like, but then obviously, he, you know, it's been, everyone knows, like, we've seen the fucking video, so yeah, he, he he's never like, said, like, he's like eh. was it on purpose? Because, I mean, if it was, we're talking freaking battleship bullseye right there. If you well, actually managed to pull that shot off. I, right. Right. You know, it's a horrible, disgusting thing to do, but damn, that's I'm one in a million. I know shot. the
1: timing is like such a crazy thing to think about. There, the the thing is crossing. You're moving. It, it almost seems like you, you got to know the on spot purpose.
0: on the bus. It's not like you're driving your freaking Prius across. This is a long bus. It's a tour bus. You got to know where the poop shoot is on there. And presumably not up a front. A giant
1: battleship coming across the river. Yeah,
0: right. It, in Mosh you sunk by a battleship, dude. dog. So, anyways, it was an unfortunate situation. Was there any gear spotting? <laughs> <laughs> it was only poop, yeah, zero gear spotting, smear spotting.
1: I will say this it was a pretty interesting uh conversation, a documentary. Here was the funny thing after this, they decided to um, after this incident, they decided to create a from now on, we have to fire we have to hire Dave Matthews band to watch and listen. And log in every time you guys dispose of your stuff Wait, what
0: I don't understand
1: we have to like follow you guys and like be like you have to log in every time you drop a log
0: every- every member of the band, yes,
1: you have to every time the the bus like opens up, you have to have that logged in insane, why wasn't that already going on like what are you talking about like you're like now we have to create a law that's like. The bus has to tell us when we're going to fucking drop our shit. Yeah, why why didn't that
0: exist already?
1: Right. And I was like, "Oh, now you guys follow only Dave Matthews band? Like what other how many other bands out there are dropping their shit? With many not-
0: probably even even more buses in and the And way entourage. worse shits. Way worse shits. Yeah, you they're assume they're, health, Dave, they're healthy boys.
1: Dave Matthews band is a very healthy band. You yeah. would assume that their shit's are very nice
0: yeah i would say it's uh carter beaufort he's a stout man i would i wouldn't i wouldn't want to get i wouldn't want to get under i feel very bad for the violin player
1: i uh i think he was awesome i've seen him play for other people i want to say this in 2015 there was a sign posted and i want to show you it because i took a picture Mm -hmm. in august 20 2004 this very location
0: the dmb Two of us dumped 800 pounds. Do you know of the date? Poo. In August, since we're August boys. Yeah, we needed. I. I. Because what, what if it was one of our birthdays? Oh my god! If it was August 24th, or 30th, dog. There's no way it happened on our birthdays. We've got a one in 31 chance. I
1: bet it was like August 5th or something.
0: <laughs> it feels like a pretty August 5th thing to happen. Anyways, I will say this to close, and I
1: didn't mean to bring it downer. I thought it'd be kind of a funny thing. There were lawsuits filed against the band. No passengers had like long term side effects.
0: Uh huh. Other than like, potential trauma, I, I mean, mean, if damn. you
1: if you had an infant that had like shit dumped on its head, oh my god, I would I would, sue tr- the I would burn the place fuck down. out of the place, yeah. dude. I mean, I'm talking about my child, dude. right? That's crazy. Many people sued the band,
0: and they successfully. We didn't,
1: we didn't know anything about that.
0: There's no disclosure. Mm, so that. that means they settled.
1: Yeah. And that's it. I give it six out of ten dookies. Dookies. I, I
0: give, thought that'd be I a give fun it, one. I give it six out of ten. Uh, he- he's. Do you have
1: anything to add to that? Do you remember when that happened? Dave? I do
0: remember when that happened. I remember it was definitely at a time in my life where I was much too cool for Dave Matthews Band. Right. You know.
1: I was like, Everybody hated Dave Matthews
0: Band. And, I uh, I, you know, of course, I probably had a much more simplistic... <laughs> Crass sense of humor, so I probably thought I was pretty damn funny too. Ultimately, but I mean, yeah, that's I didn't, I never even, of course, because I'm a stupid ding dong, never really considered the long term effects of that. That would, man, imagine seriously, yeah, like if you seriously, if you had your child on there, or just all the all Dude, the weird all, stuff that it could or cause for your grandma for the rest was on there,
1: life. like eighty five
0: years old, wild, like yeah. who takes the during the day the
1: architect tour during a Tuesday afternoon. It's your it's your grandma and like a a mom with their babies.
0: I, I dude, I'll take it any time of any day. That's my favorite tourist thing to do in Chicago. It's so awesome. I learn something every time and it, I think it's just like a fun old time. Let's keep it on into future gear. We got a couple of things. First one, we're gonna start with the big one because it's a big day for expensive guitar loving Kirk what Hammett is, fans. What is going on, dude? It is the
1: We gotta talk about this thing what's that this 79 the
0: 79 gibson flying v oh reissue God, kirk hammett's signature
1: the duct tape is very expensive
0: it's it's based on the guitar that uh he was his first gibby it started his love of gibson that's a story on this one's black with the white guard he used it on kill Em all ride the lightning puppets justice and the black album so i mean you know when it comes to when it comes to metal records that's 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 some of the best that there is right there Yeah, of course only 200 made murphy murphy lab aged all that stuff custom shop yada 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 i'll i'll give it this it has the way that they've presented it is pretty freaking badass the video that they made all the photos that they've taken it comes with this like uh certificate of authenticity with hand signed by the marketing is
1: really cool
0: i think i think they nailed that part of it And as someone like the old TV and like, and he puts the the Kirk VHS in so cool. And, and that, like, I still have a a collection of Metallica tapes from when I was a kid. This one hit you in there. It got me right in the feely bones. Granted, we all know, obviously we're going to get there. It's very expensive. And that is the part that's always a little challenging when we both know here, Dave, it's a $15,000 guitar. And bro. You could buy probably I mean, how many how many originals could you get for that I price? say you original for seven? seven? Seven to eight, I think. So you could at least a couple of and originals. My question is I think like, that one might have had a headstock break, but still.
1: It was it?
0: Yeah, I think it had a headstock. Okay. Well
1: that included what? How much I mean, fifteen
0: thousand dollars for a V? That's crazy crazy yeah it's it's this the rarity thing but it's of course it's manufactured rarity like they could have made more right. so that's my thing it's it's interesting the, i i don't the the they you know they just came out but the allocations i think to dealers and whatnot went out a while ago so there are already a bunch probably like 20 of these for sale on reverb right now that was the funny thing i was like i thought it was like the greenie where i'm like
1: Okay, well, like one place can sell them and then there's a few people who
0: might have them. Yeah, wasn't that the Dude, thing? They couldn't, they weren't supposed to be able to sell those me, and they're already showing up. the listing on Reverb is like,
1: holy fuck, there's like 20 of them on. So 20 out of the 200, 200 are, 10% are already laying out there for eight grand. All of
0: them are, no, all of them are 15. 15 grand. Yeah. I wouldn't even pay 8 grand dude. I mean that's crazy. Yeah, the Murphy Lab stuff is awesome. I think it's it's I awesome love in the Murphy like Lab, it's dude. in the like 5 to 6 maybe 7ish range but for some I I think the thing yeah, this one like you said it has fucking gaffer tape on the back which is like you know, or, or unique to the original but also requires a lot of work to get it right. Also maybe sort of like not that versatile, kind of almost borderline too over the top It's for a fucking me. V, dude, and like, it's on the it's back. The stage gets you know, it's fine. The th- my pro- my only actual problem with the aesthetics of it is I think it's really hard. I I almost never see. What is an attempt to make a vintage version of what was originally a pure a white pick guard? When they try to make them yep. look old now, yep. it always, it either goes too far or not far enough for aging
1: me. white is a very difficult situation. I think
0: it must be because I feel like it's it's I never and Gibson quite see a great used version
1: of it. Shit than Fender. Like a Fender yeah. white pick guard, you can like you put it in the fucking microwave, it starts to bubble it. That's like what you want, dude. Yeah. It's a weird thing. I will say this too
0: Murphy Lab. I love them. Are they getting a little too
1: big for their britches?
0: With those prices? I think it's because it's Kirk, honestly, more but than anything else. There's I mean, who how many other people would they make a $15,000 V4? I mean, I would have said the Greenie, but now it's Kirk's too, but like Yeah. But no,
1: like a 2008 Murphy Lab or a 2010 or whatever. They
0: Murphy Lab just started a couple of years ago. Really? Yeah. Right. They had custom shop and they and they would they definitely would relic stuff in the in the custom shop, but okay. Murphy Lab is like more of a definitely a newer thing. I'm out of line. <laughs> I apologize, but I thought like Murphy Lab's been around for a while. The, the Tom Tom Murphy, I think is his name. He's been around for a while for sure. But this like them charging extra for this like extra designation called Murphy Lab. That's I think the past maybe like two to three years. Can we both
1: agree that like this V and that greenie looks like. Looks what? Like dog shit.
0: Dog shit. Yep. I didn't think so. You thought it looked like dog shit. Yep.
1: What do you mean? Compared to like what you could get for the price.
0: I think it looked exactly like. Other than the, like I said, other than the white pick card, I think it looked just like. Kirk's. You know. I like the uh, the tuner holes
1: they replaced. And yeah, all right. That exactly. Shit.
0: They there was no there was That's no attention to detail. No, nothing was spared. My point regard.
1: is for that amount of money. Sorry.
0: I feel I mean neither of us are spending fifteen grand on that guitar. But I guess we'll see how long those other ones sit on reverb, right? Right. Two more pieces of freaking gear announced this week, and actually I think one of them, yeah, one of them's pre order, one you can get right now. So that's pretty crazy. What do we got? First up, this is a, a pretty big one for the recording dorks out there, myself included, because for the first time, Neumann has introduced their recording interface it's called the mt48 no way and as they describe it and excuse me if i don't totally buy all the marketing hype i'm gonna they say it's the only (laughs) interface optimized for neumann's renowned studio microphones and their outstanding kh series studio monitors and ndh series headphones you might Oh, as I punch the microphone, you might notice I have the KH series monitors right behind me right now. Painful. So I do like an integrated system. So they've got every, every kind of high-end spec you might imagine in a more sort of compact style How interface. many inputs we talking? So it's got two, it's a two um, mic preamp setup. So it's two combination mic or quarter inch inputs, uh, four outputs, so you can, you know, stereo uh, whatever your monitors and then two more outputs so that you still smaller. have access to sure. it's a bit smaller one of the main features you're going to notice about right away it's got a big old OLED screen on it so it's got a touch screen Why would it you also need has a, that? it also has a big knob and it also has a couple other buttons on there you'd need that to control such things as all the inputs and outputs uh, any sort of gain staging that you want to work work with. This interface also, like the Apollo series, like, you know that I have behind me, the Universal Audio stuff, has built-in DSP, so it has processing built-in. So the channels also have access to a uh, fully four, fully parametric four-band EQ, uh, a full compressor, and studio quality reverb built into the interface on the channels and and the outputs. So ins and outs. So you can record that stuff. You can also use it with mix. Uh, it also has two separate headphone outputs, which is a pretty nice feature. Nice. Gotta with say, with individual individual control. Yeah, nice. uh, I think those are actually also controlled the all levels on the touch screen. But there are there are switches on the front for right. like buttons for that. Nice. Uh, it also has uh, support for ADAT, Spitif, and AES sixty seven, so you can run all sorts of different expansion interface uh, preamp type deals into it and fully midi compatible That's usb c and i want you to guess what you think dude, Neumann. this is my favorite part dude. is is freaking pricing they're high end it's Neumann though mt48 oled touchscreen screen interface wow on, bro 1000 bucks is 1850 It is not cheap. Yeah, Yeah, not cheap. I would say. I and I was talking about with our buddy Max. Yeah. His first question was how much more expensive is it than the Neve, and I think that's a good question because I think that is probably sort of who you would think it's competing with them and Universal Audio, of course. And it's definitely more expensive. I think the Neve was something like twelve fifty. What would
1: you think in your professional opinion? hmm. I mean, here's what I
0: think. I haven't heard it yet. It looks awesome based on the stuff I've checked out online. Better do it possibly. Uh, The thing that. it could sound a little better and cleaner and it could definitely be tailored to the monitors that I already own. So that's always a positive thing. Uh, So I I would be interested for that reason. I'm not interested in it because that price, you know, it is 1850. That is a lot, a lot of cash for when I already have a full suite of universal audio recording stuff that I don't put to the full limit. Anyways,
1: that's kind of where I'm at with this shit. It's like,
0: it sounds good. Mm-hmm.
1: But what the hell else could you possibly ask for?
0: It's it's yeah, it's just going to be really the margins, you know, like the the fine details like noise floors getting quieter and preamps having more power on top without gates getting a big noisy. Thing? I don't think it has built-in gates, uh but I'm sure you could easily patch one in, you know. Uh or I guess you could do it in post. As well, but yeah, a gate, a so gate would be nice to have in there. That's not. Like I that's didn't thing. read anything about having a gate in there, but it's possible. It has a compressor, so you could, in theory, just run a really super hard limiter compressor on something, and that is, is treat that almost like is a gate in some ways. So let
1: me ask you this: for a two-channel thing, which is essentially what it, what it is, right? Two
0: and four out.
1: Right, but like, what could you possibly, aside from like a podcast or like doing vocals, mm-hmm. what would you use it for? Well, I, mean,
0: I you use it for. Any any sort of stereo recording, of course, but also it like I said, it has the uh, all the expandability with Spitif and digital, so you could you could run up to eight more channels i think or or maybe even more depending on how you set it up you, bit with external preamps mm-hmm. so it could still act as sort of like the heart control hub of your system just if and it would actually be nice for those sort of people that want like really super high-end conversion good monitoring a touch screen really clean a couple of clean inputs from neumann themselves good integration with their speakers but also you've already got you know a rack full of stuff that you can just pipe in it's digitally. gonna go through
1: something else anyways though
0: well, no that, that that's what I'm saying. That would sort of become your your heart, the heart of your your setup in some way. So I could see it being useful for that. But for me, I I, there, I don't have an immediate need, need for it other than like it looks cool and it has a freaking touchscreen yeah. on the front and it's, it's made by Noiman. So one more thing, bud. We actually, well, I got to be honest. It's actually two things, in Let's each, go, and each and each of those two things have a couple things in them. But Let's the, talk, I think these bro. are pretty cool. So they were just announced this weekend. I think it might even have something to do with Nam. Uh, because NAMM is, is coming up. And Vox... I thought has, that
1: was like this weekend. I
0: don't, is it? It's soon, it's for sure. I've started getting some emails about it. And they're like, here's your pass. I'm like, I'm not going. Sir Brian May, because he is Sir now. Are you, are you talking about the Brian May? The Brian May. Are you talking about the... Has partnered with Vox on a couple of limited edition amps that I think are pretty cool. And they're also pretty affordable. So there are two. We're going to talk about the first one, which is the Brian May MV50. And, and, and the other one is called the Brian May Amplug. This, the Brian May MV50 is a, a micro head, 50 watts, with one of those freaking new tubes in there that we've talked about a bunch of times that they have the technology that are like the really miniature scaled-down right. tubes built in. And it comes with a matching cabinet, all wrapped in red special matching red Tolex. I heard it. I saw it. It's got a freaking look, man. That thing vibes. It would be the anything really... box
1: without the black Tolex. I'm like, oh,
0: man. It would man. be a really sexy living room practice amp. You know? Dear. Can you imagine up in here in this space? It would look so it nice. It would look so nice. It also has a toggleable night audio technologies treble booster, so you can do the Brian May Queen thing treble booster in an AC30 cranked. And uh, it also has a one by eight speaker cab, which that's kind of cute in itself because I don't currently own have a one by eight speaker. 8? I have. Yeah. I actually owned a, I had the orange, whatever, yeah. AC five or something. The that's crush? like the one bit. No, it was a two amp combo. Oh, really? A miniature with a one with an eight inch speaker. Oh. And it was like, it was actually pretty cool if you just like literally turned it all the way up and it you was just na- it. nasty. Yeah. Insanity. Uh, otherwise, not my favorite amp, and I right. traded it for something. Wow, I forgot about that thing until this moment. I don't know if I have ever even talked about that on the show.
1: Never talked about eight-inch speakers.
0: Eight-inch, yeah, I know they they never come up, but this would be this could be something that might because I might want to fill that gap. I have, I have tens, I have twelves, I have a fifteen. No, 18, a I used to gaps. have, I used to have an eighteen.
1: Wait, what's your fifteen?
0: I have the the one that says Rat on it.
1: That's fifteen. That's a fifteen.
0: That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm kind of interested in that one. Now, there's also the Brian May amp plug, which, if you're familiar with the Vox stuff, they right. have this line of plug-in headphone amps called amp plugs, where you did just you? plug this thing straight into the freaking output jack of your guitar, and you plug your headphones into that. And Did bob, you listen boom. to the demo? No, I did not. Not, not your favorite, bud? Ugh it didn't sound good they didn't they didn't capture the it the wasn't arena shaking tones of brian may <laughs> to your liking i
1: mean no wonder i mean you're gonna yeah. talk about like brian may
0: and then be like dee, dee, who dee, would dee, have dee, dee. nine ac 30s yeah, on the stage it's like,
1: all right dude so that's fine I so get it.
0: it's got they they describe it as having again another treble booster setting uh as well as which i think this is an interesting an optional brighton rock delay sound so it has a delay built in which is kind of that's very neat. cool uh, it also has a built-in Wembley-style phaser and chorus, and comes with a matching one by three cab. So this one you can actually plug into this little mini cab that comes with it, and then you plug into that. Once you start giving me odd numbers, I'm like, dude, a one by three? Yeah, what are you talking wrapped about, in red, dude? What? They both also come with this really neat collection of keychains and postcards and Brian May ephemera that I I'm. You know, I kind of, I literally need the last thing I in the world should do is buy another amp. And I really, really want that little one by eight deal with the MV50 head. Come on. Come on. Do it. Do it. Do you know what the prices are? Cheap. Not bad. What do you think? Let's start with the amp plug. The amp plug. Wait, with, is again, the with the, thing? that's the little plug in deal, but it also comes with a one by three cap. It cabinet. was like 200 bucks. It was 149. Yeah which is kind of nice. And then there's the MV50, which is the MV50 head with a one by eight cab.
1: Yeah. We're talking like 400 bucks,
0: Three ninety nine, bada boom. That one. It's I, it's pretty neat. I, I think Vox has nailed this mini solid state head thing for, you know, if you don't push them too hard, you don't you don't want to hear what those sound like fully turned all the way up to freaking 11. You know, those live, in living room tones right or, or a little bit hot a little bit hotter than have that. you cranked them all the way just to see i have you? and it's it gets you know it's like. it's better than cranking a just a standard solid state head is it digital
1: nasty like that
0: it <laughs> it, it it gives up i don't know how to describe it it quits it quits <laughs> Which again, that's it's. I don't think anybody should be buying these with the right? intention of of like trying to keep up with a heavy right? metal drummer on a stage. Which right. is
1: ironic that like Brian May is like supporting this because it's like, dude, he's used Voxes his entire life. Like yeah, too. but it,
0: well, I think it's just they look good and and they sound really good too. But just again, you've got to keep them and use them for how they're intended to be used. Bedroom style, living room, maybe slightly maybe louder a practice. Recording. Through, but a, one, having a red one by 8 Vox cabinet kicking around. Dude,
1: I've told you this a million times. I'm sold on any time they change the Tolex color. Exactly. I am like,
0: I'm The cream of the hand-wired. Oh. They've done them in British Racing oh. Green, which is super Navy sick. Navy Blue, British Navy Racing blue, Green. I've seen, oh yeah, with the cream to, uh, I love it wick, all. Like wicker sort of basket oh, yes. deal. Those are, yeah. I, I do love I do love, I love the look it. of a Vox, but also I gotta I don't know man like the original does does freaking bang, I like the with the the tartan print like you yeah I I think the original is pretty amazing itself like, but in you solid know? state, though. no never in solid state give me give me those tubes, freaking jokester, dog that's what we got for this week is that it that's what we got. Is that the whole episode? That's the whole freaking episode. Dude, I had so much fun today. I'm so happy. Hell yeah, dude. (laughs) Folks, we love y'all. We love you guys. We love making this dang show. And uh, we love each other. If you made it this far. Why don't you go make some music?